Hello, and welcome to Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. I am Amanda Lauren, and I am kind of with my co-host, Allie Levine. Hey, hey, hey. I was getting a snack. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. No, she was getting a snack. What are you eating? Exactly. And now she wants my snack. No, that's not true. I probably do want your snack. But what are you eating? She's eating an RX bar. I am. I was eating a chocolate sea salt RX bar. Wait. I'm craving chocolate, but I don't. I'm craving chocolate, but I don't want Amelia to stay awake and have to breastfeed one more time tonight. And if I eat... I'm going to put it here because you have a wrapper. We're trying to figure out the mics to make our... Allie and I don't really fight as, like, human beings, but we do, like, sometimes argue about our sound quality. Uh, That is... Yeah, so she's just, like... chilling. It's in her armpit right now. (laughs) So we're just going to do, like, a catch-up show because... We haven't done that in a while. We've had a lot of guests. Things have been crazy. We have a lot going on. Um, This is probably going to be... The next two episodes are going to be a little bit shorter. Um, But... Which we're sorry about. It's just we both have a lot going on. But... But we have a lot of good things going on. It's just... You know, like... It's hard. You know? (laughs) Like... Life is not... We're all adulting. We're all adulting. And... It's It's the worst. (laughs) I hate being an adult. I really do. It's like I was on this press trip, which was amazing, and everyone there was like an actual adult. And I'm like, this really doesn't seem like a very good life choice. And our third co-host is with us. Our third co-host is with us. Hopefully she will not start crying. If not, I'll start crying. So <laughs> so it's, here. it's... She may decide to give us, like, some gurgles and some, like, yelling. Yeah, you guys just have to deal. Yeah, she definitely really does want to be our third co-host. Wait, I'm going to... almost, like, auditioning. <laughs> no, I'm going to put up the episode with... No, it'll probably be up before this, the one with Erin, where, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, I'm baby on there. But that's okay. <laughs> that That's life. So, so what's... Okay, so... Uh, like an update. I'm gonna stop stuttering um, and start podcasting. Everyone is turned off the episode now. I'm sorry. We're tired. Allie I'm cannot find tired. the coffee in her house because she does yeah. not drink it. I know. Because husband hasn't answered me. Her husband isn't answered because she she's a Q rig and it's a little cups and she doesn't know where the, all she has is hot chocolate and tea, which is not adequate. Hot chocolate's pretty good. I don't I don't know, but it's not coffee. I've now become an afternoon coffee drinker. I have tea. I need like, I need a, like I need like crystal meth. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's I'm I'm not gonna edit that out. I thought that was funny. I've actually never done crystal meth. Um, no, I I really seem like I would be that kind of person. But wait, but this is a terrible intro. <laughs> Speaking of, wait, wait, wait. By the way, I'm taking this off my neck because it's actually hurting. It's okay. It's it's hurting. No, why don't yeah yeah just put it over there. Um, Amanda's trying to get me really close to the mic, guys, and like I'm all about it. She's literally having me like wearing. I and I have the mic literally between my cleavage right now. I have the the snowball, and she has the other one. Actually, you know what? We should switch mics. I'll explain to you later. We're switching mics. Okay. Now that no one is listening. Um, okay, so I want to start out the podcast with something that is sort of sad that happened, and I, I have to acknowledge it because I do. Um, we had someone on our, if you have not been following us on social media, and you should, by the way, and you should be in our private Facebook group, um, we have a previous guest 
of ours unfortunately passed away. Yeah, very sad. Um, Chris, who was on the Dopey podcast, passed away a few weeks ago. And um, it's so weird to talk about this. It's so weird to announce it. I, I said on the private Facebook group, and I know I just sound very matter-of-fact about it, but it's been a few weeks, and I... I mean, it's very, very, show, very sad. It's it really breaks my heart in so many ways. Um, he like he overdosed. Um, and he was sober for I believe four and a half years before he relapsed. And um, the whole thing is just really heartbreaking. Um, there's this there's a huge opiate crisis in this country. Yeah, there is. And if you want to know what happened, actually, this is what I recommend, and I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, Dave, who is coming on our podcast in September to talk about what happened and everything else, because I think it's important, and I think he's doing a lot of amazing things. And I have to tell you, like, he's handled this whole thing so well and with such grace and brutal honesty. Um... So there's a podcast that he did with Chris's girlfriend and they talk about what happened and they tell this story and they really like, they discuss every single detail of what happened. And obviously I'm not, I can't retell it as well as they can, but long story short, um, and he was on the Dr. Drew podcast too, where he kind of talked, where he talked about what happened, obviously like in less, less detail than the one, um, he did with Chris's girlfriend. But long story short, he was in Anguilla and he injured himself and they believe in, and I believe in who really knows what happens in someone's head or what happens behind closed doors. Um, that, you know, that injury was really painful and it may have led to him taking painkillers. And if you're a heroin addict, that's a terrible idea. Horrible. Horrible. And ultimately, look, like, ultimately it was deadly. And where he lived in Massachusetts, a lot of the heroin is not heroin. There is fentanyl mixed in. And fentanyl is much stronger than heroin. You don't know how much you're getting. Uh, And that very likely could be what killed him. But it doesn't really matter, like, what drug it was. Drugs killed him. And it, it breaks my heart. Um, Allie and I obviously send our love to his family. Yes. Our condolences um, and our love. And to Annie, his girlfriend. I, I can't even imagine. Um, but Chris was just so... He was really funny. He was a really good guy. I actually had like a long phone conversation with him. Um, it was, it's weird because Dave and I do talk on the phone. Um, and text each other, but I had, I don't, it's a long story, but I ended up having a really nice phone conversation with Chris, and he, he said to me that the article that I wrote about him and Dave in Real Clear Life, I'll, I'll link it in the episode, um, in the show notes, um, was one of his favorites, he never sends his parents anything, but they, they read it, and they really liked it too, and that, that just means the world to me, and I think that like I said, you know, you know, you can be on top of the world and you can have, they, I mean, look, like, they were on the Dr. Drew podcast, um, the two of them a few months ago, and things were really starting to happen, and he had just graduated from 
grad school um, program. He's in like a PhD program, I believe, or a PsyD program. Um, and he's just gotten his master's. And um, it's just really heartbreaking. And I just want to say, like, so tragic. Like, we've had like sober people on this show before. And, you know, I've been really open about what, you know, my story with Adderall. Um, and I think I told it a little bit on the, on the episode with Alexis. Yeah, I think you did. Uh, but I was given Adderall as a very young child and did not get off of it till, like, my 20s, and it was a nightmare. Um, and I've been really open about that. And I just want to say, like, if you're, if you're suffering, like, there is help out there. Please reach out. And the one thing I, that really surprised me with, you know, Crick is that no one was, like, judging him after what happened. You know, people right. were like, oh my god. Well, because I think everybody at that point knows, like, you know, everybody, you know, everybody struggles through their own battles and goes through their own struggles, and drugs are no joke. And I mean, like you said, he they were doing so, like, well together, you know, with their podcast, and he has, you know, graduated, and all these amazing things, and it just shows you that, like, one, like, sad slip-up or one sad decision or, or you know or an injury or anything can change that and it just shows you how serious drugs are and like people just everywhere need to be more aware that like drugs like you said will kill can kill and especially like, street i hate to say it like i mean especially like street drugs oh yeah you don't know what you know what's in them you know what you're getting and you know we were talking about bethany frankel's um i think um, how her boyfriend passed away mm-hmm. from, or on again, off, I don't know, someone she was close to and obviously loved, mm-hmm. um, passed away, I believe, from OxyContin. So pharmaceuticals can do that as well. Um, yep. Obviously, and I hate to say this, it's so it's so weird because um, of my back, I have a prescription for Norco. And the other day, I was, like, trying to order, order um, Narcan off of Amazon. Because I'm like, what if I accidentally take too much? Like, what if I don't realize? Because I have a really... You have a very high tolerance. My tolerance to drugs is insane. Yeah. Um, you, do. you have a very high tolerance. It's, it's like, it's nuts. And I, I shouldn't even tell... Like, I, I don't think I really... Well, I think like, that comes from you being on them as a kid. Yeah. So my, It's not really your fault. Like, no, it's, it's my, something that, you know, when you were young and your parents didn't know that, did that, know that you should be, you know, on that kind of thing. And doctors are saying this is good. And, you know, this is what I tell you all the time now, being a new mom. Like, it's it's so frightening and scary how much, like, our government and our pharmaceuticals try to tell us everything that we're supposed to do and live. And not saying you shouldn't, you know, take certain things, certain things that help people by all means. Like, do what you need to do. Like, but, do like, do your homework. Do your research. Know what you're getting yourself into know your body, trust in your own abilities and in your own inner strength as well. Know that you can eventually get off those things. You don't have to always be on them and you can find your own ways to cope. And I think that's one problem with our society in general. And I've said this to Amanda is like, we're such a pill popping society. Everything that has a problem has a pill. Like literally anytime you see something on TV, it's like, this is the problem. Here's a pill for it. Here's this. Right. You know what I mean? This may also cause bleeding and more paper cuts. You know, it's just, it's crazy. And it's like, you look at other countries and it's like, 
they're not doing that, you know? And it's like... It, only There's only America and there's one other country where they allow a pharmaceutical advertising. Right. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. No, I know I'm, what you I'm mean. very against it with yeah. the exception of in medical journals. Right, of course. And it's like, again, I'm not saying, like, for people who have anxiety and, like, even myself, I've had, like, major anxiety and people that have, you know, depression and things like that. not no, saying... if you need... If you, if you need you help need and you need medicine, fine. But again, like you said, do your homework. Know what you're on. Know your body. Let your family and friends know so, like, people can help you if, like, things get in a place where they shouldn't be. Like, it's just so sad to see so many people go through these addictions that they don't have to. And it could be from street drugs, could be from pharmaceuticals, could be from both. And it's, like, people are just dying all over. And it's, like, literally, I think they said this year is, like, now drugs are, like, this the second killer of people. I mean, it's insane. Like Oh, I know. It really is. Like, in I mean, like, look at Demi Lovato. Like, yes, thank God, now she's going to rehab. But, like... Like, that's someone who's been on top, and she's been very open about her own drug addiction, everything in her album and everything, and now she's back to square one. It's, like, it's just crazy. It just shows you it doesn't, you know, it doesn't just affect the celebrities. It affects everybody. It's such a problem in our society, and that's why we wanted not just, of course, to, you know, give condolences and love to Chris because he was one of our guests, and Amanda knows, you know, Dave and, you know, Chris pretty well, but it's also just to really inform our listeners and anyone out there who maybe is struggling or hurting. People will not judge you. No. People will not like judge right. you. Like right. that's what surprised me. It's this is like really dark, but um his sister posted the eulogies on his Facebook page. Oh wow. And as we know, I'm so dark, so of course I have to read them. And what surprised me the most was how proud they were of him. Yeah. And if they weren't like mad I mean, I, I don't know. I've never been in that position, but like they understood that he had like a sickness. And they were really proud of what he accomplished in his life. Um, and it's, oh, God, I feel so... It's so sad. You know, he donated bone marrow when his I sister had um, had cancer. Yeah. Leukemia, I believe. Um, yeah. So, God, I just can't imagine what she's going through. So, I just, you know, also, like, as someone who was given Adderall as a kid, it's like, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like... How did, how is this not, like, me? Like, I just feel like I got so lucky that I, even though being addicted to Adderall sucked, and even though having to come off of it was a nightmare, and even though I really still feel residual effects of, of what happened, I am so lucky compared to most people because he was put on Adderall as a kid, and I know a lot of other people who were, and it's just, like... I don't know. I don't have an I don't have an answer for that. But the fact that just I didn't become ah! an addict makes me feel so lucky. And I, I should also say too, because I mentioned Norco, I I just I have a bottle and like you know I take it. I have taken that on my back because I do. If you've not been um, a little bit over two months ago, but um, it's so funny. I will say this. I've been taking CBD for it, and I have to tell you, I don't know, again, and I don't know if any of these things are the answer. I'll be honest with you, I don't think for a lot of these things there's, like, one answer. CBD, though, is something that doctors really need to look into. I think. I agree. It's so, I can, like, function and be a person and not have to, like... No, more and more they're finding CBD even for animals, like... Like oh, even like give it to Milo. Yeah. Because he has hip dysplasia. Right. My my bulldog. Yeah. Um, 
I know. I put it on Oscar's paws when he gets anxiety when I'm not around and it starts to calm him down. There's doggy tinctures. Really? Yeah. I actually, And they have them on ease, which our former guest, Tara Matthews, was talking about. It's a really, if you live in um, L.A., it's a really good delivery service. I have a really good CBD vape from them. Uh, I'm actually doing a whole article about CBD. But I really, I really don't understand. I understand, like, okay, they can't make as much money off of it, but someone needs to sit there and fund research because I think that, like, there are people who suffer from chronic pain, and they should find a way to have that relief. And clearly opiates are not, you know, it's just opiates are not the answer. I mean, of course, look, like, if you come out of surgery... Clearly, like, if your doctor prescribes it, you should be taking opiates. If you break your leg, take opiates. But for people with, like, pain or long-term pain, like I've had with my back, although it's healing, um, CBD can really, at least, like, for me, it's been a total game changer. It does make me a little tired, to be sure. honest with you. Sure, of course. It's, like, all the fun of weed without any of the fun of, like, yeah. none of the, all the side effects. <laughs> none of the fun. fun. Yeah. Okay. But, um, it's, it's really great, and I suggest, you know, it's so funny, because, like, I was thinking about it. A lot of people who are victims of the opiate crisis who become addicted are just, like, not, like, necessarily, like, teenagers who just, like, tried drugs yep. and then became heroin addicts, yep. but adults, adults. Who did adults, yep. who had, like, surgeries, didn't know perhaps they had that yeah. thing, mm-hmm. and then that's, that's it. Yep. And I just, I really think that, like, not to get political, but to totally get political. Um, we really need to look into this. We really need to explore more. Yeah, agreed. With with and finding like homeopathics and finding things that like really are safer for our bodies and work that will help people cope and help people deal with what they're dealing with, but not be addicted. Yeah, and it's actually it's really not addictive. And it's really, and by the way, the little side effect of being slightly scared, um, I'd rather have that than deal with the side effects of Norco. Yeah. Even like muscle relaxers as well, which are not like, as fun as they are. They're not, like, <laughs> they're really not great for you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I just want to say that, like, I, I just, like, again, I want to send my love to, to them, to, you know, Chris's family. Um, it's so funny. He was so obsessed with me not saying his last name, so I don't want to say his last As you'd be like, don't mention me. We would have these emails because I was interviewing you. Like, don't mention my last name. <laughs> like, Chris, you've written such a thing. People, like, know that he was also, he wrote some articles. Um, and again, we're going to have Dave on to talk more about this because I think it's really, it's really important. And just also, like, look, We've all had times in our lives when we've lost our friends or family. And Davis had, like, two... His best friend also died, like, six weeks before. Oh, he's had a bad... Yeah. Oh, so everyone send Dave major good love and good good vibes, and we'll we'll have him on. And again, if you want to... I'm going to link to, to Dopey um, in the show notes, because you should really listen to the... Like, I'm just warning you, though. It's really dark. It's like, very dark. As someone who, like, prides themselves on loving anything dark and enjoying all the darkness, um, I couldn't listen to that in one shot. So Wow, that says a lot. 
So now we're going to complain about first world problems. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So originally when we started this show, if you listened to the first few episodes, we, we had like segments on first world problems and now we don't have them anymore. Yes. But Ali has a really good one. Oh so, my God. Um, thanks American Airlines. Yeah, so American Airlines, if you're listening or if someone wants, you know, once you hear this episode and you guys want to tweet American Air and let them know to listen, reasons. complete a-holes. Um, so basically I went to an event in Arizona, my first like big event since baby girl has been here and I was already like nervous and had serious mom guilt. Yes, that's a real thing. And it's so weird because I never thought it was, but it really is, um, about leaving Amelia and going for this event. But I was like, okay, I'm going to fly in and fly out. You know, it's basically kind of like, um, a aesthetics, everything expo, kind of like beauty con, but like everything aesthetics versus just beauty. And basically, I, you know, flew into Arizona on Southwest. Thank you, Southwest, for getting me there um, on time and safely. different. Oh, my God. Yeah, because they were sold out of plates since it was such a last-minute event. By the way, wait, should we tell them what we were originally going to do together? Because I was supposed to go. And yeah, you were supposed announced. to go. Wait, yeah. they announced that I was going to be there, but I was on a press trip. And honestly, just, like, I was so tired and exhausted. Yeah, you had a lot going on that week. Um, I did have a lot going on that week. By the way, wait, I just want to do a really quick shout out. Uh, the Shore Break Hotel in Huntington Beach, if you're in LA, is amazing. Um, I stayed there in a few other places um, and I'm writing about them. But that is such, like, if you live in LA or Orange County and you're like, I kind of just want to get away and go someplace fun for a night and bring pets. They have really good food. The rooms are cute. It's right across the street from the beach. I I loved it. So I'll, I'll link in the show notes. But shout out to Shore Break. I love you. <laughs> so basically, I, um, you know, I get to the airport after going to Arizona for the day for the aesthetics, everything beauty expo, which was amazing. It was so many incredible doctors like Dr. Nassif. Yeah, it was incredible and so many, like, just cool companies and products to me and, like, treatments to do and it was just really, really amazing and everything's, like, also teaching you, like, how to be good to your body and all these things that are safe and, like, alternatives to Botox and fillers, yes, please, and, like, it was just, it was so cool. So, I do this event, I go to that carpet I'm with, you know, my client and friend Gretchen Rossi who helped host it, Kevin Frazier from ET, like all these great people who are all at the event. Everything's great. I'm like, okay, good. I did my work. I did the job. I did red carpet. I'm out of here. I like literally jump in an Uber to fly over to the airport because I had to fly out at like 8.15 and I left like the event at like 7. But I have TSA pre-check and I had literally a purse. So like I knew I was good. So... I was like, okay, I get there. I go through TSA pre-check. No problem. Everything's good. I actually have to give them a shout-out because usually I'm bitching about them. But this time in Phoenix, I was so nervous because I had a pump being away from Amelia about bringing my breast milk through TSA. And they actually were, like, really good about it. And they saw I had a cooler, and they were like, what's that? And I was like, it's my breast milk. And they are like, okay, we have to check it. But, like, we will Wait, not. We will not. Like, yeah, they have to check it. a little bit in, like, a cup or something? No, they just basically, like, they put this, like, wand thing over it to make sure there's no, like, <laughs> drugs and shit in it or, God forbid, explosives. Um, so, right? Could you imagine? God it's forbid. <laughs> so, they, like, you know, they check and, like, okay, everything's good. And I'm like, thank you so much. And they're like, no. They're like, we understand, like, you know, new moms, like, we get it all the time. Like, same thing with, you know, formula. Like, we always make sure we have to check, but, like, we let you take it through. It's the only liquid allowed to go through. So I was like, okay, thank you. So like, everything's good. I'm like, okay, great. Everything's good. I get to my, you know, I get to um, American Airlines. I sit 
at the gate, and it's, like, probably, like, 15, 20 minutes to boarding, and they don't, there's nothing, like, on, it's just on the board, just says, like, boarding, and I'm, like, okay, so we're boarding soon, I'm, like, sitting, waiting, nothing said, and I'm, like, that's weird, so I go on my email, and, like, on the app, and there's no updates, so I'm, like, okay, well, I guess, like, you know, they're just, like, waiting to board, a few minutes later, I should have known, American Air announces, we don't have a crew to fly us home. Yeah, you heard me right. There's no crew. I I never take American Airlines. Dude, neither do I. And this is exactly. So, me either. I always feel like they suck. They do. No, they do. Uh, Can I tell you something? When I tweeted and Instagram stories and all these. response was go fuck yourself. Nobody responded. Nobody from their team. Not PR, not customer service, not social media. Nobody responded. I'm like, wow, you really don't care about your opportunity. Wait, when I want to get free internet on GoGo from Virgin America. Like, what can we do for you? And I have, like... No, literally, American Air did not respond. Like, did not respond. I storied, like, eight times for anyone that was watching. You were were in the... I was, was, like, literally, like, blowing them up. Yeah, I was blowing them up, like, and nobody answered. I tweeted at them a bunch. Like, I, you know, I, like, yeah. Like, it was just... Yeah, Amelia was very upset. <laughs> like it was just it was crazy how much I reached out to them and they didn't respond. I even like direct messaged them on Instagram, no response. And they just you like literally could not have cared. I called customer service, no response. Like no response, no response, no response. Yeah, no response. Right. We need to put you on hold. Ridiculous. And then no response on social. But I need no hold, there's someone on the other line. Right. It was hold. Exactly. Pretty much. And I was like, oh my god, this is ridiculous like no response while this is going on so there's no crew so I'm sitting there at the airport and there's actually like a lot of important people like on this flight because they a lot of them were coming from like the event and stuff and um we're like sitting and people are saying and they're like what's going on I'm like I don't know but like there's no way that like we're getting out anytime soon because there's no crew then they make another announcement like not even an hour later and they're like we're so sorry we thought our, our crew from Boise I know. I don't know. I have no That's idea. That's like saying, like, I but I'm a pilot. Like, I don't understand. Like, the car, but there's like, no Right. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't get oh, it. No I know. So I'm like, okay. So I go over to the front desk, and I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. I'm like, I have a newborn at home. I'm kind of panicking because I have to be home at a certain time. I need to, like, you know, nurse her. My husband only has a certain amount of milk in the house that I pump. Like, I need, I need to be home. Like, can you get me on a different flight? Get me a transfer? I don't care if I have to go somewhere else. Like, I need to get home. Yeah. And she's like, I'm so sorry. There's nothing. And I'm like, well, I'm looking on my phone. There's other flights. She's like, well, it's not through American Air, so I can't help you. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. So you can't accommodate a new mom who's, like, going through a whole situation and, like, now having to pump again at the airport because my boobs are engorged. Was there, like, a room? Because I know some of the airports. No, there was no room in American Airlines. They didn't even have the lounge for us, by the way. Thanks so much, American Air. They didn't give you the lounge? Nope, they didn't give us the lounge. Like, Like, I know. Exactly. Disgusting. And and so... so where were you pumping? I literally... Oh, you didn't see my stories? I literally put a cover over myself and I just sat in my chair and pumped. Literally. I, like, that's... I was going to say JFK, there is, I saw it in the terminal, or mm-hmm. it might be LAX, I can't remember one of them, but those are the only, that and like Fort Lauderdale or Palm Beach are the only airports that I go to, because right. I That's where you go, anywhere. yeah. Um, but they have like, it said like, pump it, it said like there was like a room to, right, no, they're supposed to, and there was not, 
Um, and, you, you, and you couldn't say, like, I don't, I need to do this in the lounge? Yeah, and I said to them, I'm like, can I have accommodations? And they were like, sorry, there's nothing available. Really I'm like, disgusting. wow, way to, like, mistreat someone. Was it another woman? It was. Ugh, I know. I was like, wow, okay. You don't obviously care at all, which she didn't. And so, and other people even were saying to me, they're like, like, they were sitting by me and they saw me. And they were, like, saying to the woman at the front desk, like, it's really bad that she's having to sit here and like pump and she's cold and like this and that they didn't care so then they make another announcement okay we finally have a crew coming from new mexico flight so it'll be a couple hours and then we'll be on our way it's now like 10 o'clock we were supposed to leave at 8 10 it's 10 p.m so i'm like okay i guess i'm pumping again because for those that don't know and tmi sorry but like you literally have to pump when your boobs getting gorged and you're not with the baby because normally i would be nursing amelia so it wouldn't matter you really have to pump every time you get engorged. So it's or like, like every two to three hours. Or it hurts or you'll get sick and get, you yeah. know, mastitis or something horrible. So I'm like, yeah, okay, guess I'm pumping again. So thank God I brought extra, like, milk bags and a cooler or I would have been screwed. I would have to dump everything. That would have been a total waste. So I pumped again. And they make an announcement at, like, 11 o'clock that the crew will be there soon and we'll be ready to go. Awesome. So now it's, like, 11.15. The new crew has arrived. And they make another announcement. I shit you not. I literally thought, like, they were doing, like, a comedy skit. They're like, so the crew is here, and we were about to get everybody on board, but we just figured out that the ramp is broken. The ramp is broken. Why didn't they check this before? Yeah, you're telling me. I'm like, I literally looked at the girl next to me and said, the ramp is broken. And she was like, yeah, apparently the ramp's broken. I'm like, the fuck does that mean? So... So get another ramp. Uh, or, like, go... Like, put us another gate. Like, I don't understand. So... Ramp is broken. They wouldn't let us board because the ramp was broken. So then... How broken was it? I have no idea. I couldn't even tell you. Like, I'm like, what the hell? Like, so, the, the thing you walked through? Yeah. But why... Broken. They don't have extras? I have no idea. I, I mean, like... It's like... It's like, okay. So, I have... We both have pets, right? right? So, and your pets sleep in your bed, right? Right. Sometimes your pets have an accident, right? right. In the bed, or they get right. dirty. Right. So... You have extra sheets. Right, exactly. Okay, I'm, I'm just thinking. I know, I know. Extra things you might need. Trust me, life. I'm like, so there's just one, ra- like, I don't understand. I have no idea. I couldn't even Wait, tell what, you. Is this a, where was this airport? It was Phoenix. Not like, like the tiny airport. Phoenix is a pretty big airport. You're in, a, you're in a major airport. Yeah. So you can manage Phoenix, to have Sky Harbor, sheets. it's a big airport. Wait, so you have extra sheets for your bed. Right. If something But not an extra wrong. ramp. Right, or an extra crew. Okay. So. Uh, but there's no, there's. The exact amount of people right. at the airport needed for all the flights or all the American Airlines right. flights and one ramp. Right. No extras. I know. I, you, you have no idea. I was like, go over to your neighbor and I'll, borrow a cup of sugar. I, I don't understand. I literally was sitting there just shaking my head. So I literally feel my boobs getting engorged again. It almost like it was almost like my boobs were like fuck you I, and like fucking with me because I, I every time they would make it milk in their face yeah i wanted to they literally like every time they make an announcement my boobs just fill back up like, all right here we go again pump again so that was like my stories i like pumped six times it was like insane so like i literally came home with like like more than like 20 ounces of milk it was ridiculous so yes amelia so literally they make they finally make an announcement like 30 40 minutes later and the announcement is, the ramp is fixed. And we're like, yay, the ramp is fixed. What kind of, like, I don't understand. If it's broken, I don't, I don't feel like it's, like, um, <laughs> like a jar or, like, what, what are things that break? 
I have no idea. And then you I, fix. I have no idea. Like, oh, the chair is broken, so you hammer you hammer in another nest. Right. You, you tighten the screw. Yeah. Right. You don't, you don't, like, I, I, it takes five minutes. Like, I, I know. don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. I know. That's my daughter's like Help. spinning everywhere. <laughs> so. Baby is on Allie's head. I'm like, trying to entertain her so I can podcast. Oh Hashtag multitasking mom. So, then, um, I, um, I'm like waiting to hear what's going on with the ramp and they're going to board us. It's like almost 12 and they say, okay, so the ramp is fixed. And literally as they're saying this, I swear, I was like, no, you got to be kidding me. Mercury retrograde. I hate you. It starts monsooning in Arizona. Full blown. I thought it doesn't rain. Oh my God, Amanda. It was full blown monsoon, thunder and lightning. And they're like, we're really sorry. This pilot doesn't feel comfortable flying the plane. We're going to have to delay further. I literally almost killed somebody. It's now midnight, and I'm like, okay, so... How long is the flight? Like, not even an hour, hour and 20 minutes. Like, just get me home. An hour 20? Yeah, it's so fast. Like, so fast. I flew in, I flew in, like, literally... I had LAX or Burbank. Uh, Burbank. Why didn't you ask if you could fly into LAX? I did. They said no flights. I was like, dude, I see a flight on the thing. Well, we don't have anybody available. I, I don't know why you didn't call your credit card company at that point and just and start to lose your shit. I should have. I didn't know that, and now I know. But so then it's now like basically midnight. It's monsooning. Everyone's pissed off. They decide now at midnight. Oh, well, we're so sorry for all the delays. We don't want you to be upset with us. So here's a cart of snacks, and they roll over this like stupid cart. With snacks, some sandwiches, water, and drinks. I'm sorry, I don't. I know this is so snobby, but like, I won't eat. I won't eat airplane sandwiches. Well, that's not true. Actually, I will from like JetBlue or American American. Well, they were like pretty decent, but regardless. I'm really nervous with pre-made sandwiches. Yeah, no, I get it. Well, they were pretty. They, was, they were pretty fresh. Allie was once at a gas station with. Me I was. I was cracking up. Trying to pick a snack. Yeah, that was a disaster. I was like, oh my god, this is insane. I'm so insane with food. Yeah. Um, I so, got right? No, and I got like a chicken salad sandwich, and you were so freaked out by so it. Nervous. I was fine. Oh my god, I was fine. So then, um, it's like now midnight. They're serving us. We're like, yeah, thanks. We just want to get home. So we're all like uncomfortable sitting in these seats for hours. What? Oh, that comes up next. So then. So, oh <laughs> so then finally, like, right now, exactly. So then finally at like 1220, they announced that like they, everything's fixed. The monsoon is passing. Lightning is not so close. We're going to start to board. Holla freaking Luya, you know, like, holy shit, you know? So then they tell us to get in line. Oh, and guess what? Because the next day, technically, it's past midnight. Everyone's boarding passes don't work. Literally, American Airlines goes, oh, we're so sorry. Form two single lines. We're going to have to reprint everyone's passes so we can scan them to get them on the flight. Oh, my God. So I'm not even kidding. So then we do that. Make them work for 24 hours. Dude, I, I don't even know. Can I just tell you? I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. At that point, I would have just jumped out of the window. I was like, what is happening right now? So then, finally, after waiting for our passes, we're like, okay, we're waiting for our passes. And we're, you know, standing in line, tired, delirious. Everyone's pissed off. And finally, we get on the plane. And it's like probably quarter to one at this point. We're all on the plane, we're ready to fly. 
everyone's like, yes, get me the frick out of here. Everyone's literally clapping on the flight, like literally. And they're like, thank you so much for bearing with us. We really appreciate you all. We're getting ready to take off, blah, blah, blah. I, I would literally yeah. be like, go fuck it. No, we were. So then, no lie, about 10 minutes later, it's basically 1 a.m., we're all waiting, wondering what's going on. There's not that many planes on the runway. And they make another announcement. Hi, we're so sorry. No, you're not. Not I, anymore. I, know. I, I have no idea. You're like, I literally, nice I, literally, yes. I literally looked at the woman like, no, this is not happening. And they go, we're really <laughs> sorry. Our fuel reserves somehow are off. <laughs> Amanda, I shit you not. It was every excuse under the book. Our fuel reserves are somehow off. We're so sorry no, about the not. inconvenience. Right, exactly. They're like oh, laughing yeah, I, at this point. And, and and we're like, what? And I literally yelled. And I'm like, what? What fuel reserves? Like, well, there's an unbalance. And that's not safe to fly. Oh, thanks. Like, great. Oh, good. Thanks for right. not killing yeah, me. Yeah, right. So next thing we know, we're all waiting on the plane. And now this is where the water comes in. So we're sitting. It's been about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, super dehydrated. I had drank both bottles. One I had bought. One I had taken from their cart. And I'm, like, sitting there in a chair. I feel like it probably wasn't even good water. No. I feel like you were drinking Dasani, which is basically pool water. Exactly. Okay. So basically, I'm like, can I have a cup of water, please? And she's like, I can't, I can't serve you until we're in the air. I'm like, ma'am, we, you just boarded us, and now we have to wait because of the gas. Like, I need water. Like, I'm a new mom. I'm not trying to be a pain, but, like, I understand your policy. We have to wait till you're in the air, but when are we going to be in the air? Because... I need to be able to pump again because I'm already getting gorgeous and not feeling well. This is not good for my health, nor for my baby at home. And I'm already like in a shit show from you guys. Could you please just get me a cup of water? My water is out. And I'm like, you can even fill my bottle. I don't care. And she's like, I really can't serve you right now. I'm really sorry. And I'm like, and she's literally smiling as she's saying this to me. So I want to punch her in the face. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, thanks so much for not helping me. Then I hit my call button again a few minutes later because we're still waiting and I'm freezing because they're blasting the air because, you know, that makes a lot of sense. So they're blasting the air and I'm like, um, do you think maybe that, you know, I already turned down, but do you think maybe you could bring me a blanket because they're blasting the air? And she's like, well, the pilot wants to blast the air right now since, you know, we're not moving yet and the doors are, cabin doors are shut, but I don't have any more blankets. I'm so sorry. I'm like, okay, so you won't give me water. And you don't have a blanket for me, so I'm, like, freezing at this point. I'm literally using my nursing cover that I use to cover myself pumping as my blanket. Why wouldn't they give you water? I ADD'd out for a second. They literally said it was because we were on the ground and not allowed to serve till we're in the air. Policy. Bullshit. Whatever. Uh, you really just need to take JetBlue, because, like, in JetBlue, you just go to the back, and you're like, hey, I'm a little dehydrated. Can I have some water? Right. Is that insane? Yeah. No, she would not. Like, she literally wouldn't budge. Like, I actually tried to get up to go to the bathroom to literally, as that's how desperate I was, to go put, like, my hands as a cup and go under the sink because I needed... Oh, that's that water. Yeah, but I literally, like, I I was... I had no voice. I was so dehydrated. Like, I had no choice. And she wouldn't even let me get up. She's like, we need to be seated while we're waiting because they're coming to do the fuel reserves. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, you couldn't be more unhelpful right now. So my neighbor next to me, she was a mom. She was so sweet. She could tell I was, like, so upset. And she was like... I have a blanket if you want to share with me. And so I shared her blanket. She was so nice. And she was talking to me and she was like, oh, I see, I, I see you're like struggling. And I'm like, I've been pumping all night. And she's like, oh, I've been there. She's like, it's horrible. She's like, I can't believe they're not even accommodating you. So then she hits the call button. They literally ignore our call button. They walk past us. Were you feeling all this? I should have been. This was like when I was, okay, so I don't want to say what airline it was. Uh-huh. But I, because I don't, because it's an airline I take a lot. Oh. 
It's an airline I take a lot that still exists. Oh. And also because it wasn't really the airline, I dealt with a really um, anti-Semitic gate agent and oh. I taped the whole thing. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I taped, I might have talked, I don't think yeah. I talked about it on the podcast. I think we talked about it for like a hot few minutes, but not like heavily. Yeah. He was like kind of anti-Semitic. So yeah, I taped I it and the guy like lost his shit yeah. and like tried to cover up yeah. his thing. And then I called them and they like apologized and gave me like a huge credit. Yeah. But like, it wasn't their fault. The guy was just anti-Semitic. Like. Right. He was, like, I would have taped this whole fit. You could have made this shit gone viral. This is, like, Daily Mail eats this shit up, like, Right, it. exactly. So, dude, this could have been on Daily Mail in two seconds. I, honestly, I was trying to kill everybody. And so, then, finally, they make an announcement. Okay, the fuel reserves have been fixed. It's now, like, 1.30. And they're, like, so we should be up in the air in the next few minutes. And then we're going to, you know, take a shortcut so we can get you home sooner. Right. Please. So, right, exactly. Like, I, I feel interested. Yes, I know. Trust me, my anxiety was at another level. So. Oh my God! And you can't. I was gonna say you can't even take anything. No. Right. Exactly. And I had nothing on me anyway, so it was like you're screwed. Sorry. So and Justin's flipping. You know, he keeps texting me like, "What's going on? When are you coming home?" You know, he's trying to like hear it in calm the house. He's freaking like, "What if I don't get home?" They're really like, it's just the whole thing just sounds. They can't give you water. Right. Exactly. Like that's insane. It is insane. So finally, at two a.m. Mm-hmm. They announced we're going up in the air and we're in line. When, and was, your, when was your flight for 10, 10 o'clock? My flight was for 8, 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. My flight was for 8, 10 p.m. You we were supposed to be home, home at 9.50. You could have actually, it's six hours. You could have driven home. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. So glad I flew. Fuck it A. So we finally go up in the air at about, I would say it was like 2.30 by the time they finally got us up. And then, then she gave me water at like, you know... 2.30 a.m. after I literally I have no like, voice. Oh, I would have asked for an extra bottle and thrown it in her face. I thought about it. Let me tell you something. I really <laughs> thought about throwing it in her face. I was so angry. And when she brought it over and she was smiling, like she was so proud of herself. And I looked at her and I was like, I've been so dehydrated. I can barely talk. I was like, and now because it's pitch black, I can't even pump because I can't even see. So now I'm going to be even further unfortunate and uncomfortable until I get home because I can't pump oh, in the dark. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. And she was just like, oh, like shrugged. Like, oh, so I sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm just a dumb bitch. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So it was the flight from hell needless to say. They didn't get us home until 3.35 um, a.m., and by the time I got in my car, like, got to my car, got myself. Did Justin pick you up? No, I had left my car there, and he couldn't because he had the baby oh at home. God. So what was he going to do? Leave her? Like, Did and he's not going to put. Four in the morning. Yes, four in the morning, delirious, literally driving off the road, no lie. I called Justin. He literally was, like, talking to me. I had the window open. He's like, you sound like you're, like, delirious. Pull over. And I'm like, no, I just want to get home. I just want to get home. He was like. You sound so bad. I literally, I, it was a miracle I got home. It was, and it was, only, and it was only Burbank. Day. I talked to him the whole way. I couldn't, like, I literally couldn't even see straight. I was delirious. I had no voice from, you know, barely having any water. Because, by the way, the cup she gave me was, like, yay Wait, big. she didn't give you a bottle? No. She gave you a cup? A cup. And I had to ask for a refill. What? Yes. I'm she telling you, you this was, like, no. You I know. Thank you. I know. You have no idea. This was, like, literally, I felt like I was being pumped. I'm, like, what is this shit? Like it was, it was insane. And then I finally got home and my, my wonderful husband, I was like, oh my God, you're so good. I came home. He had a huge thing of water for me, a big thing of like grilled cheese and food. Cause I was starving again. And yes, mama. And, um, my pump ready and washed to go so I could pump. And I, he was just like, you look terrible. I'm like, I feel terrible. I look terrible. Like I'm a disaster. Thank God Justin had enough milk to get through the night with her because like, if he didn't, like, we would have lost our shit. 
Like, it was just so horrible how they treated the whole situation and just didn't care. And then I called customer service this week, and they could give two shits. Two shits. And you know what's so funny? I posted on all my stories about them. I got so many random messages from all these people just to follow me that were like, oh, I went through the same thing, but this happened to me. Oh, I went through this. And I'm like, I'm going to start screenshotting all of them and just start reposting them. Be like, American Air, look, I'm not the only asshole you did this to. Like, I don't I, I would have lost my mind. Yeah, no, I was. Isn't that insane? That, that is not. Like, I mean, and, and each delay, like, how ridiculous. The fuel reserves, there's no crew. Don't I'm like, dude, the ramp is broken. Like, how many excuses? Like, 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 why don't you just say the pilot's drunk? We can't fly for six hours. Like, oh, my God. Like, I actually think it has to be 12 hours as a pilot. I'm not kidding because I, like, read that. Story. Really? But, like, seriously, like, like, what is that shit? Like, I was like, oh, my God. This is not happening right now. Like, I can't believe this shit. So, needless to say, it was the flight from hell and the travel back from hell. And American Air, you suck. And you will keep, you will be hearing further from me because I've been trying to reach out to you guys and you're not getting rid of me that easy. So, so if you, if you like this episode. <laughs> right, exactly. Please raise a review. Also American yeah, tweeted American Air. And if you have any American Air stories, please share them with me because I would love to share them with the teams that I'm going to be speaking to to let them know how horrible they are to so many people and how ridiculous it is. And in, we'll also include in the show notes my Mommy Monday blog this week where I talk about it in detail and have pictures and screenshots of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just insane. I literally was like, let's let's just add to my postpartum. Let's add to my anxiety. Like, literally, like, let's just add to everything. Like, it's just, yeah. It's all, like, it's, it, thanks so much, American Air. You're such assholes. And then they have, you know, their other uh, airline, American Eagle, and they think, you know, they're being all smart by changing their name. And it's like, guess what, dude? P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, you know, all the same. Like, same with you, American Air. You're the same yeah. asshole airline. More money, more problems. Yeah, problem. exactly. Um, we got to record another episode. <laughs> and you have to put a baby to sleep. And we are going to So a little cray-cray. I know this is short, and I think the next one is going to be short, too. And we're really sorry. But the next episode is really exciting because... It's about how Amelie came into this world. Like, this entire thing is customer service, right? For a vagina. <laughs> and it's all about my birth story and how Amelia yeah. Ray so got here. Stay, stay tuned for next next week. And as we always say, be, be fabulous. fabulous and not an asshole, American Airlines. <laughs> Bye. Bye. How to Jane Fonda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor, work it out, shake it little mama, let me see you do the Jane Fonda, five, six, seven now, if you don't know, let me show you how to work it out, work it little mama.